Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Ever do anything dumb? I was, I was looking for one for this afternoon. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Me. There was my one for today. I kept the streak going. One more. Have you done anything dumb? All righty. Okay, that was the one for today. Check that off. Proceed. Pray without ceasing. Why should we obey this precept? Because he still offered to his people back then some practical reasons why, if you're not doing that, if you're not praying without ceasing, if you have no desire to pray without ceasing, should that be the case, as a good preacher, he tries to make the case for it. I want to believe that most of you in this room are praying without ceasing, but in the event you're not, let's listen to the argument for you to get on board and Pray without ceasing. Number one, there's six here, and we'll go through these quickly, and we'll get right then into the Lord's Supper. Number one, kind of an obvious reason, we should pray without ceasing because it's of divine authority, simply because God says so. If a proper understanding of what it means to pray without ceasing reveals that you're not doing that, and you have no desire to do that, if you need reason to start doing that, Understand, it's simply God's command. God wants all of us to pray without ceasing. It's in our best interest to do that. I mean, we have access to God who spoke the worlds into being. And he desires communication with us. Why would we not want to take advantage of that? And along these lines, Spurgeon said, you can see the quote up there, Do what the Lord bids you. Where he bids you, as he bids you, as long as he bids you, and do it at once. Hey, that is sound counsel from a a man of God back in the late 1800s. If, If God tells you to do something, just do it. Don't argue with him. Don't make excuses. But if God says to pray without ceasing and you're not there yet, Make it your desire to start getting there, and don't make excuses for not wanting to get there. So number one, we should pray without ceasing because it is of divine authority. Five more here. Number two, we should pray without ceasing because the Lord always deserves to be worshipped. When you're praying to God, you're you're first of all acknowledging Him as God. You're, You're speaking to Him. That is an acknowledgment of Him. I mean, that's an act of worship. Unsaved people, they don't think about God. They're not going to talk to God. When you talk to God, it is more than just talking to God. It is an acknowledgement of someone who others deny. And in your acknowledgement of him, that is worship of him. It is showing worship means he is worthy of the attention that you're giving him. Prayer is a means of worship. Concerning this, Spurgeon says, What sort of a child is that which does not desire to climb its father's knee and receive a smile from its father's face. 
He says, if you and I can live day after day and week after week without anything like communion with God, how dwelleth the love of God in us? So he is, Spurgeon was so good at illustrations. He, he makes the illustration. He said, you look, you know, a child wants to crawl up in, in his or her father's lap and just, just be there with dad. He said, that being the case, why would we not want that same kind of relationship and fellowship with our Heavenly Father? And he goes on to say, pray without ceasing because the Lord never ceases to love you, never ceases to bless you, and never ceases to regard you as his child. So why should we obey the precept, pray uh, pray without ceasing? Number one, we should pray without ceasing because it's of divine authority. Number two, we should pray without ceasing because the Lord deserves to be worshipped. Number three, we should pray without ceasing because all we do should be bathed in prayer. And if we can't bathe it in prayer, there's a good chance we shouldn't be doing it. All we do should be bathed in prayer. Spurgeon said, you are taught to say, now listen to this. You have to think about this one a little bit. Spurgeon said to his congregation, you're taught to say, give us this day our daily bread. An inspired prayer for secular things. Everything should be bathed in prayer. What is this talking about in the Lord's Prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. That's talking about regular routine stuff, if you will, of everyday life. Some people might think, well, we do need to pray about soul winning, and certainly we do. We do need to pray about resisting temptation, and we certainly do. We do need to pray about being a better witness, and we certainly do. But what he is saying here, that when the Lord says, give us this day our daily bread, that's just a practical thing. You know, we need to have food on the table, and we need to pray about that. And that's Spurgeon's point here. We should pray without ceasing because all we do should be bathed in prayer. Whether we're praying about something, quote, spiritual, or if we're praying about something, quote, just practical. You know, help me to be a better employee tomorrow. Help me to be a better husband tomorrow. Help me to be a better student tomorrow. Help me, Lord, to be a better person tomorrow. Whatever it might be, we should pray without ceasing because all we do should be bathed in prayer. Again, he's making the case for the fact as to why we should obey this precept to pray without ceasing. Number four, he says, we should pray without ceasing because we are always under constant threat of spiritual attack. Why should we be praying? Because every single one of us in this room that's a Christian, you know this, if you've been saved any length of time, you got a bullseye on your back. And Satan would love to bring you down. And if you're not careful, he'll try to bring every temptation across your path that has the potential of bringing you down or ruining your testimony. Something he's trying to get you to do, something he's trying to get you to say, some attitude of of, of criticism, whatever he can do. And because we are a target of Satan, that's enough that we should be praying without ceasing. What was his comment about that? 
He used this illustration, a man who is going along a dark road where he knows that there are enemies. If he must be alone and has a sword with him, he carries it drawn in his hand to let the robbers know that he is ready for them. So, Christian, pray without ceasing. Carry your sword in your hand. So back in the day, he said, if you're going into an area that's questionable, you're going by yourself, you're going to have your sword in your hand, prepared if anybody comes at you. And to demonstrate to anybody that might be thinking about it, you are prepared for their attack. You carry it with you all the time. And he compares that to us in the battles we face every day with temptation. That prayer is that sword in our hands that's going to keep us from giving in, succumbing to something that could hurt us or hurt our children or hurt our marriage or hurt our testimony. We should pray without ceasing because we are always under constant threat of spiritual attack. Number five, we should pray without ceasing because, this is so true, Simply, we're always in need. When, when are we never not in need? I mean, none of us in this room have arrived spiritually. We got this. We, we, we got this. No, we are all needy people. And the closer we grow, grow to God, we, we realize our shortcomings, our weaknesses. I mean, you, you, you look at Peter. He tried to portray himself as somebody strong and independent. And truth of the matter is, even Peter, when it was all said and done, realized that he would give in at the wrong time, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, and be impulsive. And knowing our weaknesses, that should motivate us to pray without ceasing during the course of a day. You know, Lord, help me to not think bad thoughts. Lord, help me to not look where I shouldn't look and see what I shouldn't see. Lord, help me not to turn on the radio things I shouldn't be turning on. Lord, help me to not um, be looking at books or magazines that, that I shouldn't be looking at. I mean, th- those threats are constantly out there. And we know that we have a need. So we should always, if we have a constant need, we should bathe it in constant prayer. And according to Spurgeon, that was his take on what it means to pray without ceasing and why it's important. And then lastly, number six, we should pray without ceasing because there are always others in need. There's always others in need. I mean... One of the reasons we should pray and pray constantly and pray regularly and pray often is others are in need. And I I, I can tell you this, there's oftentimes I pray for you during the course of the day. You know, I too have my, quote, formal times of prayer. I guess you could kind of say the Saturday morning men's prayer breakfast, you know, we kneel and we pray and we have our list and it's kind of a structured or formal time of prayer. My, my devotions in the morning, you know, that, that's kind of a formal time of prayer. That's what I'm there to do. But I am pleased that during the course of most days, I will think about different ones of you and different things that you're dealing with. And it may just be a prayer of seconds. But I think maybe some of those prayers might be I don't know, just an opinion here, maybe even more significant to God than at the formal time of prayer. The fact that 
someone you care about is on your heart. And you know that this lady is struggling in her marriage. And, and, and I pray for her. This, 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 these parents have a, a wayward son or daughter. And you just, for whatever reason, you know, you're taking a walk with your wife. And you just, you just think about that. And you just cry out to God. I, I, I think it's those unstructured times that might mean the most. I mean... I guess God's expected me to talk to him when I drop on my knees here with men on Saturday morning. He's kind of expected me to talk with him on, uh, you know, when, uh, whenever we're, we're here for church or whenever, you know, I'm having my devotions anymore. But when I'm walking down the road, I, I think the Lord, maybe, just opinion, I can't cite you verse. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Maybe that's special to the Lord. You know, when, when my kids call me, you know, and I'm thinking, how neat that is. You know, Matt called, Jeremy called, Aaron called, and called, and called, and called, <laughs> and called. Her, her, her mom was at the Camp Kobiak at the ladies' retreat, so I was the recipient of all the calls yesterday. That's why I didn't get the inserts done. It's Aaron's fault. I don't know how many times she called. But anyway... You know, the, the fact that somebody calls you when it was unexpected, you know, somebody's on vacation, and they call you and say, what were you thinking? They said, you know, I, yeah, we're, we're here, wherever, in the Smokies, and I was just thinking about you, and it just touches your heart. How much, I wonder how it just touches the Lord's heart that, you know, I'm washing the car, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about somebody that's sick, or somebody's got upcoming surgery, or whatever, you know. Maybe, maybe that's even more special to the Lord, praying without ceasing. And there are always others in need. Continue to pray, brethren, for even if you should not want prayer yourself, there are others who do. There are the dying, the sick, the poor, the ignorant, the backsliding, the blaspheming, the heathen at home, and the heathen abroad. So why is it that we should obey this precept? Pray without ceasing because it's divine authority. Pray without ceasing because the Lord deserves to be worshipped. Pray without ceasing because all we do should be bathed in prayer, even the everyday thing, mundane things of life. We should pray without ceasing because we're always under constant threat of attack. We should pray without ceasing because we are constantly, all of us, in need. And we should pray without ceasing because even if at the moment we don't have any special needs, there's a lot of people we know that do have special needs. I will close with quoting another preacher, not Spurgeon, who said this, Prayer is to be a way of life. You're to be continually in an attitude of prayer. And by the way, not impossible, as you've seen today. Not impossible at all. It is living in continual God consciousness, where everything you see and experience becomes a kind of prayer, lived in deep awareness of and surrender to him. It should be instant and intimate communication, not unlike that which we enjoy with our best friend. There are friends that you anticipate talking with, that you enjoy talking with. You know, one of my best friends in the ministry, and I've got fantastic friends in this room, but as far as 
pastor friends go, Pastor Sidlowski, who lost his wife out there in California. Whenever my phone rings and it looks down and it says, Rich, I'm eager to hear from him. I'm happy that he called. And by the way, I've mentioned this to the deacons, church families. Sometimes this summer we want to, at our expense, invite Brother Rich to come and spend a week up here in northern Michigan. He's from Michigan. He's a Michigander. He's a big uh, Michigan fan. And uh, we, we need to have him come, part of his healing process. I've seen a lot of people lose family members, and it grieves them. But poor Rich, he's, he's like a lost soul right now. I mean, it's been months since his wife passed away, and I don't know that we've had a conversation yet where he hasn't just broke down and cried. And I think God will bless this church if we invite him out and let him preach. And, you know, he'll get up in this pulpit, and he's, he's at that point where he can be funny and silly one second, and then he's crying the, the next minute. And I think it would be so good for him, and I think the Lord would bless our church. So I'll be calling him soon and asking him, say, Rich, when can you get out here? Because he needs to be back on his feet. He is a loving, good pastor, good man, doing a great work out in Banning, California. But anyway, enough of that aside. When, when Rich calls, you know, it's like, good to hear, how you doing? And it's just good. And that should be our experience with the Lord. When, when we speak to the Lord and he speaks back to us, we, we don't have anybody that understands, our, understands us any better. There's nobody that can help us anymore. Let us understand it is a wonderful thing to be able to, to, be able to pray always. Last quote from Spurgeon. He's just got a neat way of saying things. He said, as we breathe without ceasing, so must we pray without ceasing. Isn't that a great quote? As we breathe without ceasing, let us pray without ceasing. So no, you have a better understanding today of what it means to pray without ceasing. No, that doesn't mean that you've got to be on your knees, your hands folded in, in prayer. No, that, that's not. You, you interpret the Bible to a great degree, logically and rationally. The Lord doesn't give conflicting things to do. You know, you got to make a living, but you got to pray without it. Well, Lord, what is it? No, no, it's both. You, you, you do both. Here, here's what, you know, and then you just have that logical approach and rational approach to what it means to pray without ceasing. Those of you that are doing it, and, and I hope that that's most of you, that as I preach this today, and as you're open and honest with yourself, you can say, you know, I could probably do it more, but no, I, I do find myself whispering a prayer to God when I'm bothered about something, when I'm burdened for someone, when I'm concerned about myself, when I want to grow more, when I see the direction this world is going. Yeah, I'll breathe the prayer to God. God bless you. That's a good thing. We need more of that. And those are valuable prayers. And like I said, that unexpected phone call from somebody can sometimes mean more to you than the one you regularly get on Tuesday mornings when you know it's coming at 10 o'clock, you know. Just somebody thinking about you. And I think that's our relationship with the Lord. And those of you that are not there yet, look, you just keep pursuing the Lord. You keep coming to church. You keep growing. If you're not there yet, 
You will be. You will be. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mayo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.